0: We're in an adjustment period in regards to comic book pricing, clearly. And in regards to market dips, I think I know what the next one is going to be. Another week, another list. The Comic Sensei back in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Russ Bright. It is good to be back. I'm so excited to be here. Heart <laughs> surgery. He showed me a scar. This dude looks like he died and came back Jon Snow style.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, it's a large scar. I, I look like I lost a fight with a predator. But really, guys, I am so excited to be back at the table this week doing the Trending 10 with you. And the plan is to be here every Friday in perpetuity like we've done for the
2: last five years. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I guess Russ is back. That's, <laughs> that's cool and all. I'm glad you're back. I was kind of tired of just doing me and Tom. You know, I love I love Tom and everything, but I missed you. I'm glad you you're back. There's like you and know. subscribe. Please. Do it for Russ. Do it for Russ, man. But let's get to number 10. We got, we got comics to talk about. Number 10, Void Rivals. Number one, this is the 1 in 100 variant.
0: Before we put the 1 in 100 variant on the screen, because this is indeed a spoiler variant, take a look at cover A. We have been talking in length about what the heck is going on over at Skybound. And, spoiler warning, switch that cover to the 1 in 100. We have not just a Robert Kirkman title, not just a brand new universe, but an existing one. The Energon universe, the Hasbro universe, Transformers and G.I. Joe are In void rivals. This one in 100 is hitting $150 average sales and it's gonna blow past 200, hot damn. Now, this 1
1: in a 100 spoiler variant features Jetfire on the cover, one of the original Generation 1 Transformers. And if you're looking for the first appearance of Jetfire, you're going to want to pick up Transformers number 11 from the original Marvel run. That book is mentioned on the Trending 20, the larger list that we source these 10 books from over on the Key Collector app. Now... Robert Kirkman did his absolute best to keep this a secret because there is even more coming in the Transformers and G.I. Joe universe. We have books coming out in October, December, and January, and I myself, as an 80s kid, am very excited to see
0: new Transformers, new Duke, and Cobra Commander from G.I. Joe. Daniel Warren Johnson on Transformers. Joshua Williamson on G.I. Joe. What is happening? I'm so stoked. And take a look at this D. Felici. Void Rivals 1 variant. Yes, I don't know how I did it, but I got an alt cover of Cover A, limited to 1,000. Shout out Carnivore Comics, because we brought this to press, and it's available right now on ComicTom101.store.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty cool black and white variant of the main cover A for Void Rivals number one. I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for this. This is Flashpoint number one here at number nine on the trending ten. Uh, we are seeing $35 average sales for this book with a recent CGC 9.4 sale earlier this month for $85, and we're also seeing a 163% increase in copies sold this week because this week is the week that this movie finally hits theaters after like nearly a half a decade of delays and pushbacks, and. Trouble with the cast of this movie? We're finally... It's finally out. It's out right now. You should probably just turn this video off and go watch it right now. I'm going to make time to see it. I'm actually going to go to the damn theater and watch this movie because I keep putting this stuff off. But not this time. I'm going to go see Flash, even though I kind of hate myself for wanting to go see it.
0: I missed you, Ryan. I missed you, too. (laughs) Clearly, we're all having mixed feelings about Ezra Miller, but we got Supergirl, Batman, Michael Keaton. Everyone's got to see this, and people are hyping it up. It's getting some crazy reviews. And between... All of the Batman Flash Supergirl news, the two books that have been spiking accordingly because of this movie, have been the OG classic Flash 123, but that's more of a hot book, an investment book, and Flashpoint number one, which was a major turning point in comics that set up the big change known as the New 52.
2: Yeah, back in 2011 when this book came out, after Flashpoint was all done, the New 52 took over and rebooted every DC comic with a new number one, so... It's interesting that we're going to kind of see a on screen version of that same effect happening here with after the Flashpoint movie comes out, we're going to get a whole brand new movie universe, except for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and Blue Beetle. But please make sure and go see those because they still count, I guess, or maybe they don't count anymore because the whole thing's getting reset. I don't know, but I feel like those movies are maybe going to get forgotten.
1: Number eight on the list, an oldie but a goodie, New Mutants number 87, the first appearance of Cable. We have $160 average sales and a CGC 9.8 of $510 in June of this year. This is really just on speculation that we are going to
0: see Cable in Deadpool number three. An increase of 173% in copies sold for an awesome key comic book, created by Rob Liefeld, and Josh Brolin's spec pointing in this direction makes sense. Deadpool 3 is on its way and just got pushed up six months. We're going to see it sooner. However, it needs to be mentioned that CGC is desperately trying to up the amount of grades happening over at their facility, and they're combating that in my opinion, but I think it's the only thing that makes sense after this giant growth that they had during the comic boom. And then this adjustment period that we talked about by doing countless CGC signing events. How do you think that could affect the CGC grading market?
1: This is an interesting point. And, um, when we're seeing this book spike because of Cable spec, maybe seeing it in the movie, that makes sense, but we're also seeing an artificial bump because Rob Liefeld is doing a CGC signing. As we have more of these book entering the market, it just is going to drive the prices of what it costs. I don't think the extra cost to get it signed at CDC is going to actually make these books be worth more. We're going to see more people spending $150 to get Rob Liefeld's autograph, $200 to get Todd McFarlane's autograph, and not being able to recoup that money if they're trying to sell it. If you want to get a Liefeld autograph, go see him at a con. Have the experience of meeting the guy. That in itself is worth more money than paying $150. I think we're going to see a serious cool-off in this market on these Signature Series books.
0: Now, I'm definitely not saying don't send in books to get signed. I still do it. However, I think it's worth mentioning that this is happening so much more because clearly CGC has to combat a decline of members sending things in. I don't have numbers on that, but you have to assume, considering that if a book is down royally and it costs more to get things graded, that it doesn't make sense for a large percentage of books that otherwise would have been graded, let alone for spec purposes. If you have a plethora of opportunity to get a signed book in the aftermarket, it's less special. I'm not saying a McFarlane signature isn't less special, but if he goes to CGC three times this year, there may be more opportunities to get it on the cheap. I think this right here is the product that may see some dips very soon.
2: Let us know down in the comments what you guys think about this whole CGC signature, meeting the artist, sending books down to get signed thing. But back to Cable, I really want to see him in Deadpool 3. We are seeing a whole bunch of people reprising their roles from the previous two Deadpool movies. We've got Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Yukio, Dopinder, Peter, the badass normal dude from X-Force, Colossus is returning, Blind Al, and even Vanessa, Wade Wilson's fiance. Uh, We just don't know if Zazie Beetz as Domino or Josh Brolin as Cable are going to be making a reprisal, which would suck because those were like... With the best characters from Deadpool 2. I want to see him again.
0: Number seven on the list, Edge of Spider-Verse number five, came out in 2014, created by Gerard Way, one of the dopest comic book writers in the game. Also, frontman of My Chemical Romance. I digress because we do have first Penny Parker hitting $25 average sales, $126 for a CGC 9.8. The heights this book reached back in 2021 was $350. Yes, Penny Parker is in across the Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse but will clearly be more of a prominent figure in Beyond the Spider-Verse. The question is, will they be granted a spin-off series like rumors are suggesting a 122% increase in copies sold and not
1: only do you have the first appearance of this awesome mech in comic books the fact that the leader of the black parade this is his debut at marvel comics this is a super cool thing for you music nerds out there now the big thing about across the spider verse is they've got like 800 spider totems in there so realistically you could spec on every single one of them and 20- bucks is not that bad for a character that did get screen time, did get a couple lines, but realistically, how many offshoot movies are they going to make? There are definitely more characters in the movie that got more screen time that were probably going to have a better shot
2: at a spinoff like a number coming up on the list. So while Penny Parker was one of the uh, alternate spider characters from Into the Spider-Verse, from the first movie, along with Spider-Man Noir, by the way, who is getting a live-action spinoff, so it's not entirely unheard of that these characters will grow and do their own things, and we did get confirmation of a Spider-Woman animated movie spinning out of the Spider-Verse. So again, there are certain ways that characters can go out and get their own projects. I just don't know if this one necessarily has enough power to kind of maintain her own spinoff. But with prices like just over $100 for this book at a 9.8, plus with the Gerard Way element of all of this and impacting it, I feel like it's not the worst spec in the world, even if nothing really happens here.
0: Join the mystery mail call. This is the way you can support the show directly. We send you comics every single month in a box with love. And this month, we're sending you some death. Peach Momoko death. The death of Kamala Khan. Peach Mamoko, Black. Cat cover. We didn't know that this was going to be the key moment of Kamala Khan. We just knew it was going to be special, and when I knew that I could get a Petra Moko cover, I had to get it, and I did. One per box, ComicTime101.com, link in the description, and at the list at number six. Holy smokes, this was a perpetually relevant book for about, what, three to four years?
1: Oh my gosh. Number six on the list, War of the Realms, New Agents of Atlas number one, was a very perpetually relevant book since it came out in 2019. We were talking Talking about this team, we were talking about Swordmaster and Arrow and Crescent and Io and all of these first appearances, it was going to be something major and then it cooled off drastically. Even now, $40 average sales for a raw copy and a CGC 9.8 for $83 is unheard of because the record high on this book was
0: $355. Prior to pandemic, it was clear that Marvel was setting up this team for something big. We were hearing rumors of investments and projects and money being pushed into this like Strange Academy vibe type of key collectible. So many first appearances. Post-pandemic, we definitely had White Fox, you know, being in Death of Doctor Strange, Swordmaster taking on the role of Iron Fist. They are utilizing these characters, but the dips this book had are because of the lack of big projects that are clearly
2: slated and absent from the news cycle. Well, until this week. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about Luna Snow here, and it's important to mention that her first appearance was actually in a mobile game, not in a comic book. This is her first comic book appearance, but she first appeared in the mobile game Marvel Future Fight. Not only
0: is that not a traditional route that most characters debut in, this character is being spec on in a very non-traditional way as well. We're seeing a 184% increase in copies
1: sold because we have rumors that Jenny from the K-pop group, Blackpink, could potentially play Luna Snow in an upcoming Marvel project. This is a bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah, normally we hear uh, the existence of a movie, and then we speculate on, like, Mila Kunis playing The Thing, for example. (laughs) But now we're getting, like, that in reverse. So we're saying, hey, Jenny from Blackpink, she could be cool Luna Snow. Sure would be nice if there was an Agents of Atlas movie in the works or something like that to make that actually matter, I guess. But either way, the prices on this book are so low. And like Tom said, this is a Strange Academy kind of just glut of first appearances. It's, it's kind of a no-brainer, I think, to pick this one up.
0: Back in February, Simu Lu, who portrayed Shang-Chi on the screen, mentioned that we may see Shang-Chi sooner than the second film. Don't forget that there's going to be another Shang-Chi film, as well as potential that he may appear in Kang Dynasty.
2: Yeah, they did announce that Daniel Destin Cretton, the Shang-Chi writer-director, is also going to be directing Avengers Kang Dynasty, so that's probably what Simu Liu is referring to. Maybe we'll see Luna Snow or some sort of setup for an Agents of Atlas movie around that, but you know, time will tell. We'll just have to wait. Although this last week, they just announced they're pushing
1: Kang Dynasty
2: back even
1: farther into 2025.
0: We are one thirty-eight at the list at number five. Spider Punk number dos. We have four-dollar average sales, one hundred and eleven dollars for a CGC nine point eight. Rumors of Spider Punk leading in his own spinoff makes sense. Standout badass character in the recent Into the Spider Verse movie. Well, would make sense to spec on an antagonist. Now this is the first
1: full appearance of. Taskmaster from Universe 138, the absolute misfits-looking, Jerry-only, four-lock villain. This is so cool. And if you did see Across the Spider-Verse, you know that Spider-Punk was a major character. Well, we will need... An antagonist and this taskmaster would be absolutely perfect. Now, there is a cameo one page on the end of Spider-Punk number one, but Spider-Punk number two, the full appearance, seems to be the one that people are specking on. A full
0: 267% increase in copies sold this week. Doesn't it feel a little bit more probable that we may see some Spider-Punk spec play out faster than Penny Parker? Let us know in the comment section below while we tell you about number four on the list, because we have DC Wildstorm Dream War number two. This book is affordable, $3 average sales, and there are multiple Authority comic books on Key Collector, the Trending 20, this week.
2: Yeah, apart from this one, we've got The Authority number one, their first appearance, which makes obvious sense, and we also have Superman and The Authority number one from 2021, where Superman and The Authority team up to go on a World World outer
0: space mission. Superman and Lois are being screen-tested literally this weekend. You may be watching this video while we're getting the next Superman auditions and them figuring it out. I can't wait to get updates on that. We know Authority are going to be in Superman Legacy, so we're going to get info updates about that casting soon after, we hope. But we do know they're going to get their own movie after Superman debuts. I'm thinking there may be an Authority versus Superman happening, and that's why this book, the first battle between Both the group and the Man of Steel is spiking this week. An increase of 967% hot damn.
1: So both Ryan and I have mentioned the larger trending 20 list on the
0: Key Collector app. Tom, tell them about the app. You don't already have Key Collector Comics. Use code TOM101. Support the show. Get yourself a free two weeks. But this right here is a call to action to those who already do have Key Collector Comics. Do the update that just happened. Holy hell. Overstreet has officially become irrelevant. You have countless comics being uploaded to Key Collector on a daily basis. If you pull up Amazing Spider-Man right now, yes, you get the same traditional, all the key comic books that you need to know. You click one button, you get every single ASM comic book listed for you with pictures and data. This right here just became your Pokedex for comic book collecting. This is a game changer. Download Key Collector Comics, but do yourself a solid update the app. When I
1: booted up Key Collector the other day, I was not expecting an update. And as I'm scrolling through, the colors look better. The buttons look better. And the amount of information is so much deeper. I already use it on a daily basis and I own a comic book shop. And if you're not using this all the time, you really should be.
2: Yeah. A lot of apps do a lot of useless, stupid updates that don't mean anything, but this one, this is a big one. This is one of the good updates. So refresh that app. And let's get back to the list.
0: At number three, Coyotes. Number one, eight dollar average sales. Nine point eight hitting eighty nine dollars. Spec because of Jordan Peele, Selena Gomez. We'll get into it. But over on Image, you can actually read issue number one. We try to read the books that we talk about on the mic as much as humanly possible. So we all read
2: it, came together, and we were legitimately all confused. This is a hard one to summarize. Uh, there's like coyote werewolves in this book. And it's got a lot of, like, Something is Killing the Children season 2 vibes specifically, like the current arc of Something is Killing the Children where Erica Slaughter is off in the desert and spending most of her time in, like, a police interrogation interrogation room. room. exactly Uh, There's a little bit of similarities there. It's confusing. I'd say go read the issue for yourself on the Image website. But we are seeing a 1,900% increase in copies sold of this book, which is very, very high. There are only 34 slabs on the CGC census, too, so maybe go try and hunt this book down. It is an image number one from six years ago, so it's probably out there. We'll put the link
0: in the description if you want to read what we read on the website. It's for free, and it's being described as a television series led by, as said, Selena and Jordan Peele, that is going to be a Kill Bill meets The Last of Us, which sounds amazing. And there is one thing to mention as far as, You know, yeah, the book is a little confusing. And I've read that over time, it definitely gets clear. But the art is beautiful, eh, but a live action adaptation doesn't mean that we're gonna get that saving grace. However, it is hyper violent and filled with like a nice mythological vibe in particular with the lead character's origin, and she's badass with swords just killing a bunch of monsters.
2: I definitely kept clicking once issue one was over. I was like, okay, I kind of want to read that. Oh, wait, this is just issue one on here. There's no issue two. So it does a good job of like making you want to read more, but that's not free on the website. Just issue one.
0: Keep in mind, when we see this kind of push on an indie title with a low census count, there's only 29 graded at a 9.8. Members tend to pay a little bit more because they think it's scarce, but everybody's getting raw copies and sending them to CGC CGC is getting them back to members under a month's time. Keep in mind years ago we were waiting what eight nine months. I think at the peak I had some books take 14 months to get back so the fact that
1: we've got books coming back in two to six weeks it's probably better to just grab this raw.
0: A near 2k percentage in copies sold that census count is about to blow up so Be mindful when you're specking on this book. Maybe a long time, and there may be more affordable copies coming. And looking at the list at number two, I'll remind you about number 10 on the list. Void Rivals, Skybound, the Energon universe is actively happening. Transformers and G.I. Joe are crossing over in the comic books and, as well, on the big screen, G.I. Joe Transformers is up across the damn board, which is why we have G.I. Joe on the Transformers issue number one from 1987 making the list. $3 average sales, $400 for a CGC 9.8. Hot damn, look at this GPA snapshot. Green across
1: all. All grades. So if you don't think that all of this is working together, we had the Void Rivals Transformers crossover the same week that Transformers Rise of the Beasts has a spoiler alert, guys. G.I. Joe cameo near the end. So if we have G.I. Joe showing up in the Transformers universe in the movies and Transformers showing up in the Energon image universe, there is a lot of good potential. We were even talking about the fact that a G.I. Joe movie, people want a good G.I. Joe movie and the ones that they've released have all kind of sucked. I believe a lot of it is because people don't want to go into a war fighting movie. But they'll go into a fantasy movie kind of like the Transformers. So if you ease the war-fighting army element into that, it's way more palatable, and I think people
0: will enjoy it more. An increase of 421% in copies sold, clearly. Robert Kirkman is a damn genius, and you should listen to him.
1: I'm Robert Kirkman, and I'm absolutely ecstatic to see you shopping with Comic Tom 101.
0: Thanks, Robert. Hit the like. Slap the subscribe button. We need your support. We're here every week for the comic fam. We just hit five years, by the way. Hot damn. At the list at number one, we lost a titan of the comic book industry, the greatest Silver Age interior artist of all time. The ending of the Silver Age era did indeed happen a long time ago, but figuratively, I feel like it ended officially this week with the loss of the great, the legend, John
1: Ramita Sr. Number one on the list, Daredevil number 16. Now, this is a classic cover featuring the first time we have John Romita Sr. drawing Spider-Man. But we have to keep in mind that his first professional work was all the way back in 1951. So realistically, he drew in the industry for 72 years. What
0: an amazing career this man had. This is an artist that... When you are looking for things to get signed, it doesn't matter if he had anything to do with the comic book. You know what I mean? Like if Daredevil's on it, if Spider-Man's on it, and he didn't have anything to do with the book, it didn't matter. It was like a Stan Lee signature. He was beyond the value of that tie to the item because you put John Romita's signature on that cover, it's a doper book. Mm-hmm. You know, he put a Stan Lee signature on anything at Marvel, it's a doper book. He loved Daredevil. I've seen a couple of interviews with him where he talks about that being his favorite character and that he was removed from Daredevil to his chagrin. So
1: that run on Daredevil was like a a, a blissful period of six
2: months that I enjoyed myself tremendously. I loved that character.
0: And ended up going on Spider-Man and because of the success of Spider-Man, you know, it, it like set his path over at Marvel, but don't get it twisted. This was a gentleman who worked in the office. He wasn't like a contractor. A lot of these artists, were just working from home. They were coming in and out, but when things needed to get done, they needed someone in house. And for Stan, that was John Ramirez Senior. He did whatever work needed to be done. He was a professional. He was an artisan, and who will be, will be missed by Austin and, and everyone in the comic fam. As always, geek responsibly. Huh? Said. Thanks for watching the video. I am off to watch this movie. I don't feel good about it, but I am excited to see Michael Keaton. We have other videos for you to check out. Enjoy them. Every Wednesday, we're on the best new app to buy and sell collectibles. That's whatnot. You're gonna wanna be there this Wednesday. I got some choice books. Wish me luck. Have a great weekend. Bye. My dumbass making this outro video walked into the wrong theater. Supposed to go into number 13, not number 9, and I walked into the ending of the movie. It's Ezra's fault. It's already starting out bad. <laughs>